0: Joining me today is Phil Curse, who has a background in TV, film and media production, has acting experience and recently was the director of photography on an indie film, and is the media director of Shedlock. It's my pleasure to be spending the next quarter or an hour or so chatting with him about all things creative, and I hope we manage to light a great spark after you listen.
1: Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here thank
0: you for out, Philip, for, uh, for joining me. I hope you are happy with my intro and you feel like it did you justice. Yeah, I
1: did too much justice, to be honest. I <laughs> Feel overwhelmed. People are going to be expecting something now. We're going to build you up. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we deliver. I'm, hopefully, I'm, under, I'm under pressure now.
0: <laughs> yeah, no worries. So we'll we we'll just right into this anyway. Um, so my first question is just in relation to come up with creative ideas. So when you are coming up with ideas for something creative what is your general process for taking that from your head and making it into reality do you have some sort of step-by-step kind of process do you have it written down somewhere particular um is it a storyboard or what exactly you know is your own kind of personal process
1: yeah um well like i'm lucky enough that i get to do a kind of a lot of different types of creative things um but this th- there is a process to each one so when it comes to like, a short film would be, like, or a, a, any sort of a script, say, would be written out in story beats. So, like, mm-hmm. kind of bullet points, step by steps. It's kind of, yeah, it's the best way to explain it. So, like, I'd start by trying to get as much information about the original idea as I can down in as quick a format as I can. So that I, it stays fresh in my head and mm-hmm. I remember it. Um, after that, then, I would kind of try and focus on, like, the audio aspects of it. Um, because they're at least 50% of everything you experience. So you need to kind of take a lot of consideration into your audio and they can really carry a story piece. But overall, the process is kind of, yeah, get as much information down as an initial starting point, then step away from that, take a little time to think about it, let it sort of percolate, work itself out, and then go back to it over a space of time and kind of develop it and over a a short space of time but um there there is a process and it it generally starts with either beats right now story beats or storyboarding an idea if there's no dialogue or anything for it
0: okay perfect so is it a case of you get a general outline of what it's supposed to look and then iteratively kind of fill that in
1: yeah that's yes perfect exactly yeah i kind of like try and outline as much of it as i can and then build on it because like you're never your initial idea will always feel great to you but Mm -hmm. it it's never going to be a hundred percent rounded idea. Like it's never going to be a finished product. You need to go back and work on it again and again and again. Mm -hmm. And like when it comes to writing and things, I say most writing is actually rewriting. Like you never get your idea a hundred percent perfect the first time you, it's a, it's a process and it's a case of going back, changing, taking things out, maybe pulling from an old idea, putting that in and taking a part out and storing it for a different one. And like, it's, it's a, it's a very malleable kind of process. It's very changeable.
0: Yeah, and then just kinda of go back to what you said there about the audio, do you feel that I'm probably overlooked by people who maybe don't have a, a formal background in that Yeah, it's like it's kinda it, that. just kinda of, it, it it's a background thing that helps bring everything together, kind of like glue, so like it doesn't stand out as much as the visual.
1: Yeah, like there's it's to be honest with you, it's it's not even necessarily a formal thing. It does happen. You do see it happen with people who are um sort of less you know like more starting off kind of Mm -hmm. it is a kind of a a a beginner not a beginner mistake but you know what I mean somebody who's not as developed in their craft kind Mm -hmm. of mistake is like when you watch something or you experience something on the screen or in a play or anything audio is at least 50 percent of what you're experiencing because you only get to see and, and to hear and then a lot of cases it's actually more important because you can do more with audio like you can do more with audio than you can with Uh, film and I know that sounds weird but you have more control over it and what it does is it'll create it'll get the um the predictive part of somebody's brain it'll get their actual creative mind going themselves Mm -hmm. and they will fill in the blanks and create their own story that you like didn't even think was part of it they will feel a certain way about it because of the audio so I think it's it's something that is overlooked by a lot of filmmakers not just beginners it tends to be more of a mistake made by beginners um but no it is a mistake that's made even throughout Hollywood and everything a lot of a lot of places overlook it and I find that when you when you find a film that is truly great and something that like uh, that will actually you remember and leaves a feeling on you it's generally because of the audio like if you look at Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk that came out a few years ago like mm-hmm. that was brought out massive critic reviews and that is about 70-80% predominantly because of the audio mix and yeah. the volume that he had look at Tarantino one of the biggest sellers for all his films is their soundtracks um like the it's it's something that is massively overlooked i think and it's it's something that i try and pay attention to i suppose
0: perfect and then so just something i suppose this is this is generally aimed at people who are you know this podcast in general is aimed at people who are are small business owners are kind of doing this to you know help advertise themselves and what they do um obviously you have come from like strictly a creative background and it's all about you know making the, the art of what you're doing essentially mm-hmm. um and making that yeah. as uh you know as creative as possible and really expressive whereas when you're doing this for a business it's done with a purpose and, and a um a and yeah another purpose it's a business purpose rather than express ex- expression yeah um, and the expression yeah. kind of comes almost secondary so if you do ever come up with something, have a really creative idea um, and you, when you sit down, let's say you're going to your footage or something like that and you kind of notice it, it, it doesn't fall in line with that idea, essentially, do you have some sort of process for reworking that to make it fit? um,
1: Well, like, yeah, um, well, in the development stage, like pre-production stage, coming up with the ideas i would never i would never discard anything Mm -hmm. fully you know what i mean like you'd always keep it stored an idea a line uh, something that you've written you can always work around that and reuse it when it comes to footage and actual like on tape things that you'd have to get into the 30 seconds or the 20 seconds whatever the ad is yeah sometimes it doesn't fit and even it's one of the hardest things to kind of get your head around it but if You could have a beautiful looking shot or you could have something that sounds great but if it doesn't fit there's no point in having it in there and it's you have to be cutthroat with yourself when you're editing those things and when you're changing them around and you have to not get try not get as attached to certain things as you are Mm -hmm. which is kind of like it's a big thing to overcome and like i i struggled with it a little bit for a while as well when i was making projects to like I'd really love how something looked or how something fitted. And I'd be like, oh yeah, that's great. And I'd, like, I'd, I'd even maybe like build scenes around this one particular thing. And it would actually cost overall in the terms of... like That's going back to short film, but it, advertising is the same. It's you, the, you have to get the message. You have to focus on what the message is. And if, if, the, if the thing you want to put in doesn't serve that message, doesn't serve the purpose of it being there, it has to go. It, it can't be there. because like, Especially with advertising in such a short form... You're working on such a time-restricted basis. You have 15 to 30 seconds to sell your piece, sell your thing, get people thinking, talking about it. And being hung up on ideas or being too attached to things and making them have to be in there, it will just detract or else it will make your message confusing to people and it will make it harder to pick it up. So if it doesn't serve the purpose, if it doesn't add to it, get rid of it, take it out. It's got to go.
0: Perfect. Uh, uh, that does, kind of ties back into what you just said a second ago, where um, it's almost a case of sometimes done is better than perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, almost, yeah, th- that does come down to it. Like, you could spend weeks and months getting lost looking for the right fucking perfect shot, perfect lighting, anything. So, yeah, no, there is, a lot of times there is a case when done to it, like, obviously done to a, to a standard, but yeah. yeah, done is better than perfect. So yeah, sometimes. getting
0: it to that 80%. Yeah sometimes is, is better than getting to 80% sometimes in, in anything, whether, you know, obviously your background is um is video and stuff like that or wh- whether I'm doing stuff with like graphics. Sometimes getting to 80% can take 50% of the overall project time and then the next 50% of that time is getting from 80% to 100 where your 100% are happy with it. Yeah, us. yeah. And sometimes you never get there and you kind of have to accept that, you know...
1: 90% of the time you will never get there. And I mean, geez, even if I got something i'm perfectly happy with 10% of the time i'd be delighted with that because like you'll always see and it may not even be like perfect to your initial idea changes as well because as you're watching rushes and you're watching cuts and Mm -hmm. stuff your idea is actually changing in your head because you're seeing things like oh i didn't notice that that would look like that or that would come off like that that's cool can we build that in Mm -hmm. so like that 100% marker that you're aiming at is constantly being moved back and back and back and you can lose weeks and months of your time doing it and it's it it'll cost money and it'll cost clients and it's it's not worth it in the long run
0: yeah the gold posts are constantly changing yeah i think that's really important for people to realize is that it's very very rare you're going to be 100 percent happy with something yeah and sometimes you're actually better off just getting it to maybe the 80 percent or whatever that, that marker is in your head and then putting it out and then seeing what the reaction is yeah
1: yeah that's a great yeah if you have that a bit if you were if you're working in a medium that you can you can get that kind of peer review or that crowd review back off people that's a ridiculously handy tool not to be overlooked at all like that idea of getting it to 80% putting it out and being able to receive kind of like yeah audience review or audience critique back or look at you know social media interaction through it like whatever that's incredibly useful it's more useful than like most people realise I think because you'll learn so much more and you'll actually again your idea will change and manipulate and from other people's inputs so like yeah that's an incredibly useful tool if you can if you can get that yeah
0: definitely um yes the next question i have then is just in relation to i suppose what most people would know is like a writer's block but i mean really it comes into effect no matter what you're doing as long as it's something creative yeah um so i suppose if you do ever hit that point where it mightn't even be that you come up with an idea you're happy with, but you have something you want to make, let's say you if you were gonna make a, a product video for example for someone and you were just having problems just coming up and even a brainstorming session, just cutting up with ideas and your brain wasn't firing. Is there anything you can kinda of think of that kinda of helps you get over that hurdle? Where it's almost like you kinda of open the floodgates, and once you get over that then everything kinda of, you know comes. Yeah.
1: Well like we're. When- yeah, it's kind of you've kind of hit the nail on the head there with like the opening the open getting over the hurdle to kind of open the floodgates, mm. which is like most people find with creative block, it's kind of getting that first idea or that first part of it down that you're actually like, it's something that you can spark off of or something that you can <clears throat> sorry that you can spawn off of, mm. so like the first thing if I if I'm having real creative block say I'm actually sitting at the desk and I'm trying to write, you know, I'm trying to brainstorm or I'm trying to storyboard something. And there's literally nothing coming out. I'll just put down the pen or pencil and I'll walk away. Yep. Like give yourself, don't be afraid to walk away from it. Obviously not forever, you've got to go back to it. But get up out of your desk, go for a walk, go for a long walk. Activate your brain in a different way. Mm-hmm. And like you're keeping, what you're doing is you're keeping your brief and the idea you need to reach in your the back of your mind. Yep. Focus on other things. Menial tasks I find are great. I love um, painting. If I can't uh, think of something like not even painting pictures, painting walls is actually one of the great things for it, I find, because <laughs> no, you're, you're moving, you have to kind of concentrate on not messing up like a room or whatever or a yeah. door or whatever, but while you're doing that, the back of your brain, like because that's all, uh, was the left side of your brain and the right side is all creative and that's all, like it's using, trying to work off the other side of your brain yeah. and leave the other side dormant so it's actually kind of working on its own in the background. I find like that is one of the biggest helpers for me. I go for a long walk activate the other side of my brain or I do something menial like that like paint do something handsy that's kind of not pointless but that I don't have to give 100% of my dedication to like concentration on so then the other side of my brain is working and I often find that that really helps then when I go back to it or I'll be you know halfway around the walk and something will click and I'll go oh my god I should do this with your man or I should introduce this character then or whatever it is like I find that is a big big help for me anyway it's like kind of the starting point of my Getting over creative block process, just kind of give it up for a while and go for a walk, or go for do something like activate yourself.
0: Yeah, almost sort of like if you feel like you're too what's the expression, the too close to the forest to the trees, is it? Yeah, 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 exactly. And can't see, kind of you taking, can't see the wood from the trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of taking yourself out of that, so you can kind of take.
1: Yeah, you can step back and yeah, kind of exactly. assess it from an outsider's kind of perspective. Is yeah, a great and way you're not to so much it, yeah.
0: focused on to keep with the analogy, you're not so much focused on that one tree you yeah. focus on the overall picture then you can kind of like say okay well this one element wasn't working so let's, yeah. let's exactly go on to something else and
1: that is another great like another great way to do it though is to it, the next step would be if that hasn't helped and you're still really stuck mm-hmm. look at the world that you're trying to advertise into so if it's advertising for say I don't know like a drinks a soft drinks company look yeah. at what Coke are doing look at what 7up are doing look at what soft drinks are doing at the minute and then change it like and, and bring your own style to it and flip it but like don't forget to look around like if that isn't working and you have to go back you can take inspiration like research do your research is a great way of finding inspiration you'll find like you might find an old drinks company that from like 30-40 years ago that had a wild out there ad you might go back and watch the Pepsi ads when they had Zinedine Zidane and uh, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Pele
1: Bex and all them kicking Ronaldinho kicking footballs at cans in the Midwest like that sort of stuff that comes out of nowhere like those are all harebrained ideas they have nothing to do with Pepsi but you might pick up one of them from somewhere and like and really be able to run with it you know what I mean yeah find something interesting to do
0: perfect and then just kind of keep that train of talk going um in terms of you know using other work for inspiration uh sometimes i feel like and again it's kind of my own experience of being self-taught in in you know uh certain elements of being creative with like graphic design and stuff is that you almost don't want to use any sort of imitation in in your own process because it, it, it kind of feels like you're cheating in a way yeah um so i mean f- from your own perspective giving you know, all the experience you have in all the different elements of it whether it's the pre-production all the planning and building sets and you've acting experience actually on the camera and then you've the experience behind the camera from the post-production as well so you've got a really good compass of all of it there how do you feel like someone could do that in a tasteful way where they can learn and maybe take an element from something without it just being a straight up imitation
1: yeah um that's a it's a great thing to think about actually and something that all artists no matter how experienced no matter how inexperienced need to keep an eye on and keep in their head is you shouldn't you should never be trying to just straight imitate somebody's work like you never straight copy somebody like literally take their design and put it on a new page that's that is there is a point where like it is imitation and plagiarism but like there's the old the old phrase to do with authors really in writing books but it's if you copy from one author it's plagiarism if you copy from a hundred of them it's research which is kind of like the way that i try and look at it which is you're fully allowed and it's fully within your rights to kind of see something and that has an emotive response with you and you really take it on board And something about it sticks with you, that style, that lettering, something about it. like, It's not wrong to, you don't just straight take it, you take inspiration from it. So you take a piece of that, a little bit of that, whatever it was, say the colour scheme, and you're like, oh, I really like those fact that they use pastel colours yeah and then you go to another piece and you see it and go oh I really like the composition or you, and then you go to another one you go oh, I didn't like this about that one so I won't do that mm-hmm. and what you're trying to do is you're trying to figure out what your artistic voice is and what your creative presence is without trying to straight copy somebody else but I mean you have to take inspiration from the people that came before you we've been doing that since we were cavemen like you didn't nobody you're you learn from the old masters and then you try and take their influence on you and recreate it in how in a way that kind of that represents your voice and what you're trying to say about that certain product or that certain piece of whatever whatever your story matter is yeah like, that's that's kind of how i feel about it like there is there is definitely cases where people plagiarize and you can see it you, like it shows up in your work and people will be caught out for it and mm-hmm. um, you might get away with it once you might get away with it twice but you will be caught with it if you are plagiarizing eventually yeah and but the there is absolutely no problem with drawing an inspiration from something or and that's what art is supposed to do it's supposed to inspire somebody else it's supposed to have an emotive response on them like that's what being a creative is about you're supposed to try and help other people be creatives Mm -hmm. and there's no problem with that but it's yeah it's something you definitely have to be conscious of especially as an artist starting out that you're not just straight copying that you are actually redesigning or having your own influence or your own input on on the piece like
0: yeah i suppose kind of accepting them to try and kind of summarise that and like a little sound by would it be kind of accepting that on your own creative journey or trying to become better or whatever you're, you are trying to do whether it is you know making videos or something like that to promote your business that that's, that's just a part of the process and as long as you're kind of learning the actual uh, the craft of it and not just straight up copying yeah. that uh, it's you know it's not just it's not just acceptable but it's, it's kind of necessary
1: it is yeah no it is necessary yeah absolutely it's necessary to learn from the people before you but and it will hold more information than you could ever possibly learn on your own Mm -hmm. but you just have to you have to make sure that you're you're interpreting it and you're presenting it in your own in a style that is true to you so it's you have to have your own influence on the piece as well like you can't just straight up take something from somebody else you have to have manipulated a change that had your own influence with it like yeah and show that you have developed it or adapted it in some way to represent yourself and the piece that you're trying to create. Perfect. Hmm.
0: And even when I was trying to uh, come up with these questions, I was trying to come up with like a, an analogy or a metaphor to kind of to sum to sum up the question, just in case I didn't put it across well enough. Um, and then I, I kind of came to the, with the conclusion really that nobody ever learned to play guitar before they knew you know what the chords were. They never made up their own song without knowing yeah. first how to actually construct that so yeah it, it
1: that's is just a part of the process where that process that's yeah that's a great way that's a great way to put it because yeah that is a part of the process like you have to learn you have to learn what to do and what not to do before like and then you got to learn how to use those things yourself you yeah know? yeah that is a great great knowledge yeah
0: um so yeah then moving on just to the next question i had then was just in relation to um. So again, as I've said already, you do have such a rich history in you know all of the the different parts. It's not just one where you only are the post production. You only have you know the, the actual experience on a camera. It's it's a bit of a bit of everything. Um. So then, just if you have kind of taken from all that and drawn from all your experience, what would you think is the biggest thing in general for just making sure that the overall video is good quality? Is there any one thing, or is it kind of a combination, or is it just a case um, of having a process? So, you know, every, everything's actually in that video. It's supposed to be your, what would you say this?
1: Well, yeah. Um, well, the process, like, if you're going to do this as a career or if you're going to, not even necessarily as a career, but if you're going to do it consistently <laughs> and try and do it, like, on a regular basis, the process will help you create consistent results. Whatever your process is, having a set process, and you see that, that's in every world, not just creatives, that's in sport, that's in, you know, anything. There's a formula to, like, you will figure out a formula that works for you, and when you use that, it will help you create a more consistent standard. And um, going back to like just the what a video needs, there's no necessarily one thing. Um, <clears throat> there is the basic rules that will massively help in terms of composition. You're like your framing things that just make it easier to look at when you're actually watching a piece. Like nothing, it doesn't have to be cinematic graded or you know it doesn't have to be beautifully shot or yeah. perfect. Like some of the funniest things I've ever seen, I've seen in the last year and they have been 30 seconds, 40 seconds on TikTok and a lot of them are front-facing cameras, a lot of them are people just being people, doing stupid stuff and it, like, it's like the old... Say, like Comedy is comedy. Like No matter what it is, you, you could look at... It could be the worst shot thing in the world if somebody could have left their camera just sitting on a chair but if something funny happens, it's going to be funny. Like No matter what way it's shot, yeah. there is a message will over a good message a great message behind a piece or uh, something will override how poorly it's shot Mm -hmm. but if you shoot it well it will just help to bring that message to the forefront so it kind of it depends on what you're trying to do really there's no one thing that video needs but learning how to work them properly learning how to create your pieces properly will help to display your message more efficiently so then uh, it like yeah it, it will help it will just help you to display that message properly
0: is it almost then like having a really you know good quality shot or something like the seasoning to food where it, it enhances the flavor? Yeah, like the, exa- yeah. The message is the flavor and exactly the shooting just enhances it.
1: Yeah, exactly. That is exactly right. Yeah, shooting correctly will yeah will make it better, will make it easier for people, and make it more appealing to a lot of people. Will help keep an audience captivated, but they won't stay for the whole two hour film if the message and the whole thing isn't good. Like yeah.
0: Yeah, and then to tie that back in then to maybe someone's doing like a small uh, a small 30 second ad or something for their social media to advertise something they're, they're trying to sell is it a case of making sure that the message itself is coming across
1: yeah advertising yeah advertising is slightly different because you're working again on such a small time frame Yeah. your message does have to be just as strong absolutely but you need to it's just more so a factor of uh, reordering when you like when you grab your audience with advertising i feel like you need to grab your audience almost immediately because it is it's such a quick form a short form business like um but yeah again it's getting your message out there like if you do an ad for a pharmacy that's shock great and it looks beautiful and it but it doesn't have anything to do with your pharmacy people aren't going to turn up and buy vitamins and drugs yeah. like People aren't gonna. You need to get your information out there. You need to inform people who you are, what you do, how you can help them, how you are different to the competition, and then you need to make it look and sound pretty so that it yeah. it's a good ad. But like your message is always gonna be the most important thing.
0: Perfect. Um, and then just kind of to touch a little bit on the acting side of it. So like a lot of people who are gonna making videos for themselves or for a small business is going to be. Them on a camera essentially, and then talking to the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it—it it just it, it, if you're not used to it, or something, it's a very uncomfortable feeling yeah. <laughs> speaking to a camera and not a person. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you found personally? Like, did you ever go through that yourself when you were younger, and like, what you weren't as as comfortable? On, like, what did you kind of do to to um,
1: Yeah, well, like I do get that. I get well. I'm lucky. I personally, I don't get that. I don't really have a problem in front of a, a camera. Um. But I, like, I started acting very young and it was on stage. Mm. So I came from stage down to camera. So going from three, four hundred people in a room to one guy with a plastic box was kind of <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't as daunting. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It, it kind of was like almost stepping backwards. You couldn't hear the booze. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's, that's it. I didn't have to be around for when people were trying to kick me off. Um And if I messed it up, we could always just reset and do it again. So it was, I was kind of, I came from a more stricter kind of background. um, So it was a little bit easier for me to go down. But like, it is something that a lot of people that I've, like actors and stuff that I've worked with are, like if I've been making the piece myself, like I've had certain actors who've actually been kind of nervous and like people who, like I've worked with a guy who was just a voice actor and then we actually needed them to do, to be a part of it. It was only for like three scenes or something. Mm -hmm. We should have cleared it with him before. I don't know how... It happened, it was a mistake, but the, he by wasn't. The, by the way, but he, he wasn't. Uh, no, he like it wasn't my mistake, I wasn't the producer, yeah. it wasn't my job. But, um, he, he wasn't not that he wasn't happy to do them, he just said that like he would, he felt he started to feel nervous because like his acting experience wasn't up to the standard that he thought we were expecting. So, like, there is a simple ways around it. Like, what I did was I took him away to a different room and looked just me and him in a camera. And I, like, walked him through what I was looking for and kind of did it in a way to try and, like, reduce the amount of things that would be a factor. Yeah. So if it's somebody doing their own advertising for their own company, I would recommend they, if you were that, you horribly feel you horribly can't do it, set up a camera in a back room in your house somewhere on your own. Mm Mm-hmm do the piece to the camera, watch it, you will go, God, I look terrible, delete it, and do it again, yeah. and then do it again, and do that for maybe a day or two, Yeah. and then by the end of it, you will go, oh, that one was better than the last one, and that one was better than that one, and that one's actually alright, that one's pretty good, and try and build your confidence that way, do small little steps of that, and then like, maybe invite a family member or a friend in, to watch you while you're doing it to the camera, and get their notes, don't always listen to their notes, but, build up to doing it in front of people and in front of camera and when you realise that yeah okay it will be there forever on the medium but you can delete it as well like you have total control over it if you don't like it delete it and start again it's something that people do find very daunting but I feel like that's the kind of the best way to do it is step by step and if it is something that you find so horribly horrendously crippling then that's fine don't be on camera just use your audio and find a way around it to use video from something else yeah. Like if it's an advertisement, like say go back to the pharmacy, instead of having you standing in the pharmacy, shoot the shelves that you're going to be selling stuff from mm-hmm. and put your audio, explain what they are over yeah. it. Like there is ways around it. You don't always have to be on camera, but if you do, I would say try and step into it small and small and small. Yeah. Like don't, don't do the jump in the deep end thing. No. Don't, don't land yourself a Hollywood acting job and then realize you can't act. That is, that is a terrible, terrible <laughs> system. Like don't, don't do that
0: yeah no that's it that's a great message uh, especially the one about uh just the preparation and practice where you know just constant exposure to it in a way i suppose any kind of fear constant exposure to it yeah reduces it will it,
1: it will minimize it like yeah. and if it doesn't minimize it if you still do feel nervous before you go in which a lot of people do like you always feel nervous when you arrive on the set for the first time but if you do still feel nervous you will probably at least have developed some sort of coping mechanism or some sort of like Way around it, or you will be able to acknowledge the fact that okay, this is when I feel nervous, and then I feel like this, and then you like that's how you learn to to deal with those things rather like it's not something that one day you'll just walk on and be like oh actually I was never nervous at this I'm the great I'm the best thing since Leonardo DiCaprio like that's that doesn't happen like you just learn to deal with it and you just kind of you kind of get better at it and then it 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 comes naturally then after that yeah it's practice it's the same with anything consistency and practice like
0: good message definitely um. Yes, yeah, so you've already actually answered a, uh, a question on it, it. was yeah, you've already answered it really Brilliant. really <laughs> well there. So just moving on then to our final question. Um, if there's someone listening to this and they want to try and get into content and make content for themselves and to advertise, you know, their their small business, whatever it is, like you kind of say yeah, yeah. a few times, so we'll, we'll run with that. Um, if they're feeling overwhelmed because they're trying to be self taught and they don't know, you know, what to do next or where to turn. Like what advice would you have for them
1: yeah and um, that's a great one because like there is loads of resources out there for mm-hmm. content making they can be it's kind of one of those things like it's that hardest thing if you don't know what you don't know which is like trying to find those resources so yeah. that they can teach you how to use them um, like if you're if you're a content maker number one thing like you are more than likely using Adobe softwares if yeah. you can if you're lucky enough that you have the ability to use them or to, to afford them Adobe are one yeah. of my favorites not because of their software i like there is other ones that i prefer but their usability and their um learning resources online are second to none excuse me they have forums they have answered message boards lessons visual like they adobe is one of the best ones for learning how to create the actual content Um, for somebody feeling overwhelmed by trying to do it uh I would just highly recommend if you're so overwhelmed by creating the content just look into how many people are doing it and how much cheaper it has gotten in the last 10 years yeah. and how more user friendly it is in the last 10 years yeah. because it was it, it was a case that you had to be formally educated and how to actually like cut film and use a dark room and like all these technical chemically sciencey parts they're all gone by the wayside now it's pretty it, like it's much more user friendly And it's something you can always just practice for yourself, if nothing else. Like, it's fun to make a song on Audition or on um, Ableton Live, and it's fun to listen back to it. You don't have to publish it, but it it can just be fun to do it. And you'll just practice your craft that way. If you enjoy doing it, you will really enjoy doing it um, all the time. Like, if somebody is... If it's for somebody's business, and it's not necessarily what they want to focus on, what they want to do, and they are finding it that overwhelming, then maybe, like, if it's something if it's not what you wanna do as your business, then maybe it's something you need to look at hiring somebody for um, would be the other thing. Like It's that rule of, you know, you can't give yourself, to you can't give 100% of yourself to everything, yep. so you need to pick and choose what you give yourself to. If it's for advertising for a business and you're finding it incredibly overwhelming and you can't do it, maybe you shouldn't do it. If it's something that you feel like you could do, I know the resources are definitely out there. They are 100% out there to teach anybody. Anybody who wants to learn this, can teach themselves yep. and can do it in a a relatively short space of time with just again practice, practice and consistency because the resources are out there to teach you anything, like they're all online,
0: yeah. And I suppose, even just with YouTube alone, like there's so many free resources, as yeah. Well, you don't have to put any money behind them, no. and there's other things, uh, like Udemy as well, like you can get full yeah uh courses for 10 euro and they're 40 hours of content where someone gives you a structured walkthrough how to get better at
1: this yeah um google are doing online uh zoom certificate or yeah zoom based lecture certificates mm -hmm. in a range of courses and my brother is actually doing one at the minute in design for medical application purposes he's doing he's doing that's what he's studying he's he has a background in that before but he's doing he's doing another course part of that he's doing anatomy and physiology another lecture on Google for free true Zoom like yeah. the courses are out there the resources are out there to teach yourself to do whatever you need to do you have the power of the internet it is like a game changer in terms of 20 years ago what you had to do to be able to follow these courses like and follow the, learn these things like
0: yeah I suppose just to kind of go back to yeah. what you were saying where all like the science and chemical parts are gone the fact that now, like, mobile phones and stuff are to the quality now or better quality than what, you know, filmmakers are making full-length oh, films with 20 years ago yeah. that you can shoot something because so you don't like it, get rid of it and then go back to what you were saying about practice where you think, like, okay, yeah. let's do
1: it again. Yeah, literally, yeah, like, I, it's a great point. Like, my phone in my pocket shoots 4K 60 frames a second. That, like, what, what we in 2021? Like, say, when Titanic was made, 2000, mm. that, wasn't even technology yeah what, that, you that know, wasn't what, even like you couldn't even peter jackson couldn't have got that like he couldn't have bought that for love or money and yeah. i have a 4k 60 frames per second camera in my phone in my pocket in a six inch casing like it's the technology has come so far and the resources have come so far that like if it's something that you want to do failing you don't have access to the resources you will be able to do it anybody is able to do it you can stop reset You can watch the same lesson a hundred times if that's how long it takes you to learn that piece of information. But like, you can do it. Anybody can.
0: Perfect. Mm. Yeah. So I, I that's pretty much everything I had um, prepared. Yeah, that was
1: relatively painless. I suppose (laughs) that's alright.
0: Thanks for uh, for putting up (laughs) with (laughs) me. Just, just about. Makes a nice change, (laughs) doesn't (laughs) it? Yeah. So. Yeah, again thank you so much for taking your time out like I know yes. you are, uh, you're busy and no hopefully anybody who is listening to this got at least one useful thing out of the but yeah, I, I think it. there was a lot of useful things in there hopefully, hopefully yeah. somebody, hopefully will find somebody learned
1: something or heard something that makes them think differently about something you know
0: yeah um who, who knows if people do you know respond right well to this we'll yeah. have you back in again. Mike st- tell some funny stories or some of the stuff.
1: Oh Jesus! Yeah. My parents fee will be going well up if we're doing that.
0: <laughs> but like today, you uh, you, you just didn't tell me you were, you were making a set, and I walked into a, a full tree in our kitchen. Yeah, that was yeah,
1: that was partly yeah, that well, this is actually mainly my fault. You know? A life yeah, was... a life size tree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would will, I will also like to add though there was another guy working on the same set living in the same house so he <laughs> definitely also should have said it so I'll take 50% of the blame for that yeah but, yeah. but he's
0: not he's not hearing me now <laughs> <laughs>
1: alright all right, fair enough yeah no that was that was a fun project though yeah we got to make a life size yeah make a life size hollow tree that's what my the, the director turned around and said I need a tree that I can put a person in and that was what he. that was what she left me with she's like you figure that out I was like Alright, this is going to be an interesting Monday. I was like, fair (laughs) enough. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Perfect. Thanks so much, Phil. Cheers. Yeah, thanks very much.